I'm Mrs. GM Dave, and I never listen to what? <laughs> <laughs> the Order 66 podcast. <laughs> See, I never listened to it. That's right, obviously. Thank you. Ooh, bada bing. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. www.d20radio.com Execute Order 66 Hey, hello everybody. Hi, Forrest. No, that was Harry Carey, supposedly. That was terrible Harry Carey. Hey! I don't know, dude. I just don't know. Anyway. Hi, everybody. I'm Harry Carey. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what are we? Today is what? The the 17th of uh, 16th of December? Yeah. Today is the 16th of of, of the year 2008 in the year of our sweet, clean Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't think that uh, our our non-Christian listeners are going to appreciate that too terribly. That's fine. I just con- I just converted to Judaism because uh, it's Hanukkah now. So um, awesome, dude! Yeah. I need to do that. Where'd you do it? I need I, to. Do I it. lit my menorah and um, I'm good to go. Oh, and then dude, I'll convert that's... back to Christianity here in about eight days, and we'll be. When good. are we going to celebrate Kwanzaa? Um, Oak Cliff. No, when? That's the day after Christmas. Right, right, right. But are we going to get the day after Christmas, or when are, when are we doing I that? Guess, I guess the 26th is, is yeah. We'll, and then the 20, we'll have to push Festivus back to the 27th. Festivus. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, what are you going to do, right? What, what are you going to do? Yeah, the chat room says, hello, chat room, by the way. We've got uh, about 38 of you in there. I appreciate that. Um, the chat room says religion is a no-no, so I'll go ahead and... Uh, I'll go ahead and stop. It, 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 it is against the forum posting guidelines, sir. Yes, but this is not the forum I would uh, tend to indicate. But, you know, anyway, this is the Order 66 podcast, episode number 46, as we roll on toward episode number 50, which is the halfway point of our marathon. And it happens to mark our one-year episode as well. So, yes, you know, hey, man, we're halfway there. We set out to do 100 shows. We're almost to 50. Man, I can't wait. Awesome. What is up, Gamer Nation? I am GM Chris, and uh, I literally failed to introduce himself. Uh, my friendly cohort is with me, as always, GM Dave, uh, our oh, yeah. uh, fellow uh, Jedi in training and rebel sympathizer. And for those who may have just walked into the room for the first time, this is the only fan-generated podcast entirely devoted to Star Wars Saga Edition role-playing. And we are going to be talking about it, and it's going to be awesome. Now, the da- Dave, I mean, I've, I know I've talked to you with you about this, and I just want to tell this to the rest of the Gamer Nation. T- t- tonight, today's show, yes. it's go- it's going to be good. Okay, it's it's not going to be the best show ever. Okay. Yeah, but it won't be the worst show ever either. No, no, but it, but it'll be okay. You will laugh, maybe. You will you cry. Might glean some useful information out of this. Okay, but don't be expecting any more from me. All right, and and we'll be fine. Just at the end, just say it's not my fault. Not my fault. It's not my fault. You know. You know what cheers me up though. What cheers you up? Uh, peeps. Do you like peeps? Oh mercy! Here we go, dude. All right. For those of you in the chat room, I'm sure I've already seen. 
This is Peppermint Peeps. This is special edition holiday peppermint peeps and they're in the shape of uh, little marshmallow stars and they're covered in delicious little pepperminty goodness and my wife's gonna shoot me because i'm about to eat the last one oh and, uh, boy oh, god and they're so good she's, I mean, it's, it's, these, she's, these juicy gooey little little peeps with little pep oh my god look at that here's here there mm-hmm. there it is all right twilight goodness is in oh that's it you're in the doghouse She's in the uh, chat room, and she just saw you consume the last one. On the couch, she says now. Oh, wow. Damn. Oh, dang it. You know what? I forgot to... Oh, uh, I forgot to start our... I forgot to start the uh, recording of the video cast, doggone it. I'm stupid. Well, start it. I just, I just did, but we're two minutes, two and a half, four and a half, almost five minutes into the show already. Oh, well, so what, you ninny? We haven't even gotten to the meat yet. We'll be okay. Well, I know, but it sure would have been nice for, you know for the rest of the world to be able to see you eat the last peep that put yeah. you on the couch. Probably. The, the last peep that put me on the couch, and God damn, it was worth it. Yeah. Is there spice? Ah, lovely. Is, is Let's there, talk about Star Wars. I want to talk about Star Wars. Is there spice in the peeps? Mm. No spice, just peppermint. Oh. oh All right. Well, I guess, Fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, hey, kind of a lot happened since our last podcast. Uh, yeah, you think? Uh, just a little bit? Um, I guess we got, I guess our two, dude, I'm gonna let you t- talk about our two first announcements, dude. They're Absolutely. freaking huge. Humongicidal, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, episode zero, the pilot for Game On with a slammer is up on d20radio.com. How about that? Brian and Andy, who revealed their real names for the first time, you would know them as Fiddleback and Ravenwing on the forums, are talking about board gaming and RPG and video games and just geeking out, basically, with the newest, well, actually, now the second newest podcast to grace the airwaves of D20 Radio. And I listened to the first episode, and it was good. It was very good. I was like, they were all prepping. They were like, you know, oh, man, we know this is our first episode. We're going to call it episode zero because it's a pilot, and we know it's going to suck. It was great. Yeah. They did a great job. Those guys have a natural rapport, and, and it was it was fun listening to them. Yeah, it was. It really was. And they're both friendly, friendly local gaming shop former owners. Uh, and so they, uh, they definitely bring a lot of enthusiasm to the table and a great deal of knowledge in this particular arena. So, that said, the very next day, episode number one of Meanwhile, the Super Gaming Podcast, is also available via d20radio.com. The host there, mostly Joe. You would know him from the Holocron. And his first guest host was, well, guess who? <laughs> Fiddleback. So Brian did the massive back-to-back jack with two podcasts in a row. And anyway, so yes, I listened to Meanwhile as well and enjoyed that. Joe talked like a 1920s reporter guy at the very beginning. And oh, yeah, the, the whole superheroic voice. It right. Was, Everyone, it please was... lift a glass at this time. Yep, he came on. Ah. He came on talking like this all the time. And then, hey, what, what do you think, Fiddleback? Do you think? I don't know. 
I don't know. He he was like he was like hopped up on goofballs in a constant state of hooby gooby. But it was awesomeness. It was pure awesome was. sauce. It was. I thought he was going to do it the whole time. I was like, dang, he doesn't talk that way in the holocron. I know, I know. It was it was a little uh, intimidating actually, but it was it was very very cool, and uh, oh, I, I liked it. And you know what? The cast itself was actually. I mean, listen, they talked about comic books for a long time, which is it's a superhero gaming podcast. I would hope so. Yep. Um, they had some wonderful crunch at the end. I mean, dealing with superhero character creation yep. and getting parties to work together and character motivation that any gamer could listen to and get something from. Right. It was, it was fantastic. Yep. So. Those of you uh, astute observers in the chat room would have just seen Mrs. GM Dave come in here for the very first time ever while this computer is running. Ooh. She's quite beautiful, isn't she? I know you guys know it. You guys saw it. Keep your hands off. I definitely <laughs> married up. <laughs> but you're not jealous or anything. Oh. Not at all. Me? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, no. You're not you're not protective or anything like that. No. No. Well, yeah, maybe. I'm just a little bit. Just a little bit. And you know who you are. <laughs> anyway. And that's okay. What else have we got? Oh, yeah, that's right. Obviously, if you, we've made mention to it about 17 times, but Ustream hosts the D20 Radio Live video cast for the Order 66 and for the Holocron. Yes. And quite frankly, I think I'm going to change it to just one feed, you know, one... That way, if, if Joe, uh, if Brian, and then if Brev ever gets off his ass and makes a podcast... Um, want to use that video stream? They can too. And I think that's a good idea. If Hamlet ever comes out of hibernation, which they might, they can use it too. And that way, just D twenty radio, boom, boom, boom. You know, I like. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. But the link, as it is right now, you guys can find on our main site, which is of course d twenty radio dot com, where you can also find the feed links at the bottom of the page for for RFH, for uh, for for Order sixty six, for the Holocron. For Game On, for Meanwhile, um, it, it, it groweth, Dave. The Minnie's Mayhem is even there, even though there's no link for it. So, Yeah, Minnie's yeah. Mayhem is there, even though Brev is never going to get off his us and do it. Tookus. Um, Tookus. Tookus. That's the third time you've said Tookus. It's an awesome word, man. You're the one who talked about the Judaism thing. Now I'm talking about Tookus. Tookus. More Yiddish words are going to be popping out of me. I'm just beclent. All right. I, 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 I'm just glad that I gave you the moxie to do it. Oh, dude. Twenty dollar word right there with a degree Mom. of with a degree of chutzpah. Chutzpah. <laughs> oh, all right, moving on. And uh, while you guys are at our website, of course, d20radio.com, check out the link for D20 Radio swag, because Dave, the holidays they cometh, and nothing, nothing says I want to be your Twi'lek love slave like a D20 Radio T-shirt. Woo! And uh, we got him, thanks to uh, Nick Gamble and the fine folks at Crazy Custom Tees. And Nick would very much like it if you would place an order, because someone has not placed one in quite some time. <laughs> yeah, Nick is starving. Poor Nick. And Nick is starving. <laughs> so uh, place an order. Support your favorite podcasting uh, network and, uh, and get something good for somebody for the holidays. It's, yep. It, it's fantastic. Yep. There you go, man. And uh, moving on, juicy bits of web goodness. All right, let's get to some meat, guys. Crap, Watsy. Um, what is up with Wizards of the Coast? Do you ever stop pouring on the awesome sauce? Well, here's ever? the deal. Here's the deal, okay? They just had a round of layoffs, so apparently these guys are like trying to make good on, yeah, we're going to get all this stuff done. Look how productive we are. Don't Please don't lay me off. 
I guess. I mean, this is just... Well, but that's the thing, because all this stuff is contract work, Dave. So that's funny. But, I mean, seriously, the only real employee they have for, for Saga is Rodney Thompson. That's it. I mean, everyone else is just as contract work, including the guys who write this stuff, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I'm saying. Please don't cancel my contract. I know you just laid <laughs> off a bunch of D&D guys, so... Yeah, yeah. But they have been working their butts off and giving us a lot. Bounty Posting 6 is available. We get a brand new nasty NPC... A powerful noble and a dark side witch, Regera Garon, a former ruler of a planet. Her dark side artifact explosion scarred visage will serve to inspire fear and malice in the most stalwart of your PCs. And at level uh, 14, she well-designed uh, threat for a party, and she can serve not only as the BBEG, but the Dark Mastermind as well um, in any timeline. In fact, the article goes over several ways to include her in your game, regardless of the timeline, which I Beautiful. thought was a very nice touch. Um, and, oh yeah, oh yeah, Bounty Posting 7 is also available! They got that up today! Oh my god. Um, and it's a good one. It's an odd one, Dave. It's really weird. It's, it's actually a pair of nine-year-old twins. Um... Eldun and Ilsa Sarvul, uh, very strong in the Force. Their Jedi discovered, um, their Jedi discoverer was killed by a crime lord that he sought to bring to justice. Uh, their family was murdered by the same foe, and the young tough kids survive in the gutters of their homeworld, evading both the Jedi that seek to shelter them and the crime lord that still places a bounty on their head. Um, this is a very intriguing bounty. It has a great story behind it, and it can serve as an amazing hook in most any campaign. And finally, everyone's talking about new beasts. Uh, there is a brand new KOTOR enhancement up that gives us the creatures of KOTOR 1. Uh, well, two of them at least. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Baby shark, bump, I... bump, 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 bump. Little but... shark, bump, 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 bump. Big yes. shark. Okay. Big shark. Big, Mama big, shark. Big, Daddy big shark. shark. The shark-like big nasty, the Faraxa, basically, which we all know and love from KOTOR. Um is the next CL8 beast for your next aquatic game. And, of course, they included the disarmingly cute and devastatingly reproductive uh, Gizka, uh, which are also laid out in all their CL1 glory. Yeah, they reproduce when you throw water on them. No, those are gremlins. Oh, I thought they were gizmos. No. Well, that was the name of one of the gremlins. Oh, see, that's what it is. Yeah, there you go. I stand corrected. Five five points, five points. Who was the name of the lead actor in that film? Um... Brev Tanner. No. No. You, you you know Lance Guest from The Last Starfighter. That's so freaking obscure. You don't know Zach Galligan? Come on, man. Zach Galligan. Zach Galligan. All right. And uh, as the music ends, that pretty much indicates that that's an ender. Well, yeah, probably. But but anyway, the Gizka and uh, the Feroxa, um, they're beautiful right there. And the Giska, although they're cute, uh, they can make uh, mincemeat out of a starship in no time. And you can find both bounty postings and this new KOTOR enhancement up right now at www.wizards.com slash Star Wars. And uh, Dave, I have one more announcement, kind of. Oh, you do? Uh, oh, that's yeah. not in the show notes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, basically kind of a new contest. Kind of oh. not really. Oh, hey, um, you know what? We, I mean, that's that's like very important <laughs> stuff. All right, so okay. so here's here's the deal. All right, I'm going to start a contest, and the details are going to go up on the forums in the next couple of days, and you can find them, of course, at d20radio.com/forum. 
Um, uh, I have my own game that's been going on for a little while now, since May. Uh, we're only able to get into session a month because there's a lot of people who play. But it's my flagship game, the Alternate Universe Campaign. And after a snarky post by Donovan Morningfire in the forums, an idea hit me, and I thought it was a really, really good one. I am soliciting NPCs. Um, I have a lot of the hard details worked out for the future of my campaign. Uh, But in terms of the soft stuff, I kind of write that as we go. And I am currently soliciting NPCs. I would like backstory and full builds. Anything that you possibly want to give. Uh, a character you may have played in the past, something to that effect. I'm looking for scoundrels, slicers, Jedi masters, Sith lords, bad guys and good guys, anyone. Um, anything that you find to be an amazing character, I want to see it. And if I like it and you win, I will take that character and put it into the campaign, which will be eventually soon published into a full module. And um, we'll use the character's name and all that jazz. How about so, MR5M1TH? <laughs> MR5M1TH. Zappy, oh, Zappy's in the chat room. He says, so you want the players to hate us? <laughs> uh, dude, they already hate me, all right? If you think the stuff I, don't, I cook up is not awful, um, you know, do that. But I'm not looking for broken builds. I'm looking for genuinely good NPCs. Uh, so, you know, a solid build, please, of course. But, you know, I want something with a great backstory and something nice behind it. Um, you guys can, of course, go to the Alternate Universe campaign thread uh, in the forums and read up on everything that's happened to this point. And uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. And here's the deal. Uh, the person that I judge solely myself to be the winner, I will purchase a D20 Radio t-shirt for you. And wow. I will uh, mail it directly to your house. And Nick will be happy. And Crazy Custom Tees will be happy. And you'll be happy. And I'll be happy, too. So, Well, I'll just stand over here being happy. It, it, it's a good thing. So get to the, get to the forums and uh, keep your eyes out. I want what you have. It sounded and like I mean, a giggling woman back there behind you. Are you sure your wife's not there? Oh, it's Angus, my Boston Terrier. He's uh, got like an ear problem, and so he keeps scratching it, and he won't stop, and then he squeals when he scratches it. Angus. What a dork. Come like here, boy. a freaking sheep that'll look up in the rain and drown. Angus? Oh, he's a sweet boy. He's a good dog. I he's know. just a moron. I know I mean, all re- about it. Really, yeah, be ready really to pay for international shipping. All right, if you win and you're international, ask the last guy who won something It was international. He's still uh, waiting. Yeah, I know. I know. The winner of our graphic design contest, I still have to send him his t-shirt. It's just the international shipping scared me. It was nine months ago. It's on layaway. It's not nine months ago. It was four. Mm. Five. Yummy soup. Six months ago. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I will get it out before year's end. Before year's end. I have the address and everything. Whoa. Hey, that's pretty cool. Okay, all right. So, you know, mail being what it is, did it show up in the ice and snow that is Dallas-Fort Worth these days? Why, yes, it did. Uh, this is a, uh, a sleek and small postcard from our good friend Commander Cody. It is well-made, uh, but clearly well-traveled. And the picture zooms in to a small world of green and blue with a stylized pod racer zooming around orbit. And the hastily printed letters read, Welcome to Aline! The classic is underway, and is something you'll never forget. From across the galaxy, it's time for Postcards from Commander Cody. Dear GM Dave and GM Chris, GM Chris is apparently having a problem right now. 
I'll get back to you at a later time. Because he wasn't prepared. Hello, boys. Sorry, this recording is getting to you a little late. I'm a little distracted right now. I hope this postcard finds you guys well, but to be quite frank, <laughs> it's the last thing on my mind. You see, this week my squad has landed on the planet Elaine, which is great, because we're here just in time for the Elaine Classic, one of the most famous pod races in the galaxy. Lots of the men are huge race fans, and, and I'm no exception. So, I've arranged for me and the boys to have a few hours of shore leave to enjoy the race. We're on a lean to try and locate a native Alina, who uh, Lord Vader's Chadrafan contact pointed us to after some persuasion. This Alina supposedly has information vital to the security of the Empire, but finding this one is going to be like finding a needle in a haystack. Alina everywhere. I mean, I've seen Alina everywhere I've ever been. Uh, they're incessant tourists with appetites for curiosity and danger that border on the absurd. Oh, I've been to some dangerous places in my time, too. And you turn a corner and there's an Alina family carrying luggage and taking pictures. I think it's their love of danger that leads them to love of pod racing. The Alina are natural pod racers, you see, and their natural speed and fast reflexes probably have a lot to do with it. I'll tell you what. An alien is like a soldier. You get one with good reflexes and a love of danger, and it's a recipe for trouble, that is. Well, we best try to find this little fellow. But so many Alina have turned up for the race, uh... I just don't know. Oh well, we'll manage somehow. We always do. And in the meantime, it's a great chance to enjoy the pod races. <laughs> but uh, it is safe to say that I'm a little distracted. Well, that's about all. I gotta go. Later, guys! Long live the Empire! Your friend, Commander Cody. Always informative that Cody is. Always informative. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> Thought it was gonna be TK421 there for a second. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh. I think um, I, I don't know. I, I think I think maybe uh, maybe Cody might have been having some microphone trouble when he was uh, you sure know recording was. his postcard. I'm sure he was. Yeah, probably. I'm sure he was. You know those helmets are finicky. Twenty docking bay hosers. When it don't be making sense, we be making sense of it. Ah, yes. Listener segment galore. Listener segment galore. Fantastic. We have questions. Lots of questions. For the D20 Docking Bay. I'm sure. And if you guys have any questions you'd like to ask us in the D20 Docking Bay, um, you can, of course, email us, gmchris at d20radio.com or gmdave at d20radio.com. You can sign on to the forums at d20radio.com slash forum, become a member of the Gamer Nation, speak your mind. Or, of course, you can call us on where, Dave? That would be the loser line, area code 206 605 or LUSA on your telephone unless you got one of these new fangled crackjacks that doesn't have the ABC thing on the numbers anymore so uh, yeah I kinda, that kind of occurs to me yeah how do you deal with that I don't know so I mean how can you dial the lakeside 8 number anymore give me lakeside 83243 you know that's how many how many people would know that that was 528 you know not many that's I for mean, sure that's old time stuff right there questions Dave play it on me where oh yeah sorry Okay. <laughs> you put in the show note Dark Helmet, but I'm sure it's Darth Helmet. 
No, it's... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I guess it is Darth Helmet. Yeah. Okay. Darth Helmet actually sent us a bevy of stuff. Yeah. And um, I think we have a segment for him later, too. Yes. Anyway, he emailed us this week, uh, Chris. Okay. The aim mechanic has been bothering me. Can you aim, then apply both Deadeye and Careful Shot mechanics? Can you also apply any of the talents available to the Infiltrator prestige class? Huh. I would say okay. So. Go ahead. Uh, Anything well, you want. Uh, sure, Helmet. I mean, um, Deadeye and Careful Shot, um, and for that matter, Debilitating Shot and Hunter's Mark, um, all say that they work when you aim. And so when you aim, you have the benefit of one or more of these abilities. You gain the benefit of all of them. Easy peasy. Um <laughs> As for the Infiltrator Prestige class, I'm not sure what abilities you're referring to, as there aren't any aim-specific talents in there, not like uh, the Bounty Hunter or the Gunslinger. That one's the Maker's Mark talent, where you get everyone drunk. Uh, oh, well, we, we do that every week, Dave. Uh, of course. Yeah, but of course. So you okay. said Helmet had some more questions? Yes, of course. Here's the next one. What is the purpose of the Auto Blaster Enhancement from Starships of the Galaxy? I would assume it makes the blaster auto-fire. But would it make auto-fire starship scale? Ooh, good question. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it also comes to, kind of seems to be flavor text when you look at it. Um, but you are correct, sir, um, except for the very last part. Um, the auto-blaster enhancement is on page 44 of Starships of the Galaxy, and it simply turns a blaster cannon into a cannon with auto-fire capability uh, for double the normal cost. Easy. Um, but even auto-fire weapons in space nothing does damage to more than one square unless it specifically says so when we're talking about space combat here. I mean, I mean that's the, that's the venue of some, some very powerful talents or uh, uh, starship maneuvers right there, stuff like the Dark Lighter Spin. Um, other than that, no. Auto or fire attack really only attacks one square. Death Blossom! Regardless. Yeah, Death Blossom or the Dark Lighter Spin, basically. That's right. <laughs> or the so, Death Star. So I, I, ho yes. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, but it pretty much only attacks one ship, and that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the way to look at it. Uh, it people say one square, but it's uh, the, the text says one one ship. I mean, at this point in time, there's not a single way to fit multiple squares, multiple ships in one square. Uh, but um, that's that's kind of that's kind of where it goes. But ships are really big, so autofile only attacks one ship at a time. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Look at that fiddleback pulling out the reference to Perry Mason. My gosh, I didn't think anybody would get that. That's amazing. Yeah. That was absolutely amazing. Okay, moving on. Elias Windrider, who I believe is in the forum. I, I mean, yeah, in I our, chat, in our yeah. chat room tonight. Yes, hello, Elias. Even though hello. you say you're Ustreamer 5763 or something. I don't know who the hell <laughs> you are. Elias on the forums had this to say as I get distracted. I have a bunch of questions about the Informer feat from the Force Unleashed campaign guide. It says you use your perception modifier in place of your gather information check modifier when making a gather information check. Mm -hmm. Then it says, if you are entitled to a gather information check re-roll, you may re-roll your perception check instead. Okay, so it looks like this is substituting a perception check for a gather information check, but it intends to keep some of the gather info check rules in play. So, here are my questions. <coughs> Number one. Oh, dude, Fiddleback sent me a countdown, too, and I, didn't, I don't have it up. Anyway, okay, number one. Does Acute Senses let you re-roll your Informer Perception Gather Info check? Uh, 
Sure. I Why mean, uh, absolutely. The the feat, which is, of course, on page 33 of the Force Unleashed campaign guide, for those following along, says anytime you're entitled to a perception reroll, you can reroll gather info. Um, I mean, so as Rob Shanty so wisely put it on our forums, the point of the feat uh, is that you're you're listening in on others' conversations as a means of gathering info. Thus, yeah, acute census would totally apply. I mean, it pretty much says so balls out in the feat. So, balls yeah. out. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, think about it. I mean, you're, you're picking up on conversations and clandestine meetings that you otherwise wouldn't. So the ability to listen really well and spot things really well to re-roll those persuasion checks would totally apply in this instance. Yeah. Mm. Using the word clandestine. Mm, very nice. Oh, hey. Yeah, I made a 730 on the SAT. Okay. Number two. Question number two. The verbal portion of the SAT. When you make an informer perception check, do you have to pay the credits required to make a gather information check? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, first of all, I did some looking on this, dude, and there has been no official clarification forthwith, but I really don't think we need one. Um, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head in your initial question, Elias, when you said you know, that the point is to allow you to make perception checks while keeping the mechanics of the gather info feed. And so... Considering that, I would say the answer is yes. You would still need to pay the credits. And that's for two very important reasons. Okay, One, mechanics. The feat says you use your perception modifier for the gather info check. You're still making a gather info check, just with a different modifier. Okay, Thus, all the gather info rules for the check mechanics would thus still apply. Second reason... Um, the game balance needs the expenditure of credits. All right, Now, to remove the element of spending credits is fine, but it should require its own feat or talent to do so. Okay. Right. But wait, you say. Uh, if I'm only listening in with the informer feat, I'm not actively out there whining and dining people, why should I have to pay anything? All right? Okay. If the mechanical explanation is not enough for you from a role-playing perspective, if you're going to be in the proper locales and places to listen in for this info, you will need to pay cover charges, you will need to buy drinks for yourself, you will need to play the part of just another patron in order to succeed. Thus, you'll need to spend credits. Uh, maybe you've got to buy a nice outfit or some such. So, yeah, that's how you can justify it to a stubborn player. Right. Okay. Um, all right, I'm sorry. I'm being distracted by someone who's texting us in Skype, which is a really bad idea. So, those of you in the chat room, please stop. Yeah, that, that, that is... Yeah, that, that it, is not, not, it not causes good. all these things yeah. to happen in the middle of the podcast. And, and, and all it creates these weird noises. Noises the that you hear. and Yeah, anyway. Um, okay, third question. Does the combination of informer plus trained in perception count as a satisfying as satisfying a gather information prerequisite? Oh, once upon a time, I would have said yes, uh, but not anymore. Previous wording of similar feats and talents have led people to this question before, Elias. Um, they, they've led people to the, to, to the opinion that saying yes, because those feats and talents always had the statement that you were treated as trained in the skill. But the errata has changed all of them to match the wording of this feat, which approaches little argument. The feat spe specifies you are treated as being trained in the gather information skill for the purposes of using this feat, period, end of sentence. In other words, if you're not trained in gather info, you can use your perception modifier to make trained gather information checks because there's certain aspects of skills that are only available to you if you're trained in them. All right? But you're still not treated as fully trained in gather info. Therefore, it's not going to work as a prereq. That's yeah. correct. The wording thus to me clearly says no. You are correct, sir. Yes. Okay. 
The flavor text says, you're accustomed to dealing with information brokers and such. Does that give you favorable circumstances for a per persuasion check to haggle the cost of buying selling information to an information broker? Well, let me go ahead and get the horns ready. Hmm. Because you're just accustomed to them, uh, that gives you favorable? Uh, well, per rules as written, no. Absolutely not. Bum, 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 bum. What happened to the horn? No, I played if you want. Don't leave me hanging like that, Dave. Don't leave me hanging. Don't leave me hanging. Well, don't give the horn. Elias didn't say he thought it was. He just asked a question. I did, I did, um, I did. But no, I mean, dude, Elias, you you hit the nail on the head. It's flavor text, okay? It's flavor text. It's nothing more. The mechanical description of the feed has nothing to do with this. Furthermore, it doesn't make sense with what the feed is trying to accomplish. The feed is about skill substitution, not creating favorable circumstances. Um, I've seen this argument elsewhere, Elias, and and again, I think this is another instance of people just being way too literal. Um, I mean. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't want to go off on another rant, but I mean, it just kind of pisses me off. Some gamers are so inured with the following the exact letter of every single word in the book, even if it's flavor text, that they, they completely miss both the intended meaning and the mechanical intent of the rule. Yeah, um, a similar situation, if you recall, cropped up with Dunmock. And if you recall, uh, uh, Rodney had to step in and say, sheesh, guys, it's just flavor text. Okay, same scenario here. But hey, your own GM can make his call. Sheesh, so. guys. Sheesh, guys. Sheesh. Sheesh. You know what he said? That's what he said. Okay. Okay, so we move on to Corey Solo. Oh, Corey Solo. Hi, Corey Solo. Hello, Corey Solo. He's not in the chat room. Okay. No, he's not, but I haven't heard from him in a while, so it's good to good Great to hear from question about the Faline. The okay. Faline? Tell me about the Faline. The Faline. Well, you know, it's pretty much my favorite animal, the liger, you know. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much my favorite race. <clears throat> I mean, come on. Okay. Anyway, he said he's been waiting for him to show up to see if they get the pheromone ability. And, you know, scum and villainy actually delivered, right? But the rules are kind of vague. So his question is this. Once the target of the pheromones becomes friendly after moving down a condition track, does the target still take negatives on everything? Uh, duh. Or does the target move back up the condition track once they are friendly? Would moving back up the condition track make them snap out of it and realize something isn't quite right, like Leia did after she left? Who? What? I don't even know how to say that. Somebody read Yeah, yeah you haven't read too much EU. Uh, Zixor. Zixor. Or, there you I go. I've heard it pronounced Zixor or Shishor, too. Yeah, Shishor, Zixor, X-I-X-O-R, X-R. Xerox. Yeah, you need to reach Xerox. out to the Empire. Okay. Xerox's chambers yeah, in combat. She, yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So Leia finished making her copies, and she left the chambers of Xerox. <laughs> <laughs> in combat, it doesn't make a lot of sense to stand right next to someone and not attack taking your standard action to use your pheromone attack, but instead try to take five rounds and try to make them friendly. But it also doesn't make sense to try and make someone friendly, say some NPC that can't, that can get forged documents with a deception check or the slicer that can make the used computer check to get the top secret plants. Would the NPC then have to take the minus 10 to the check because the last thing that happened before them that became, before they became friendly was that they were one step away from being at the bottom of the condition track? What are your thoughts? Okay, great question, Corey, but you're seriously overthinking this. Left okay. turn. All right. Um, Left turn. Okay. 
Okay, let's let's get into this. Okay, now for those of you following along, the Feline stats are on page eight of Scum and Villainy, and their pheromone attack is one of the more interesting abilities in the books. Okay. A successful pheromone attack moves you a step down the condition track, and once you're minus five steps down, instead of falling unconscious, you become friendly towards the feline. Okay. Well, in answer to your question, Corey, um, and this has been clarified by the devs similarly, when you are at the bottom of the condition track, you have no penalties at all. Okay. This is whether you're unconscious, helpless, whether you've surrendered, maybe due to a debt negotiator, um, or you are friendly due to the Feline's pheromone ability. Basically, you're, you're out of the fight at the bottom of the condition track either way. All right. As such, your slicing and document forging NPCs would take no penalties to their checks at all. They would go from a minus 10 at four steps down the condition track to no penalty at five steps down, um, which is kind of how that works. <clears throat> I mean, are they, you know, I mean, just, and just to kind of think about it that way. Are they at the bottom of the condition track? Yes, they are. Look at the last step on the condition track. Is there any negative attached to it? And no, there's not, right? So, you wouldn't take the minus 10 associated with four steps down any more than someone three steps down would take that penalty in addition to the one for being two steps down. I mean, you, you only take the penalties associated with your current step down the condition track, and the fifth step has none, okay? Of course, with minus five steps down, you're, you're usually unconscious. Uh, so it's kind of a trade-off there. But when the encounter is over, so would be the effect. So you'd slowly start to move up the condition track after five rounds of swift actions. And this would be the equivalent of you snapping out of it and realizing something was wrong, a la Leia, after leaving uh, Zizor's chambers. So that's kind of where that stands. Easy enough? Easy enough. See, bottom line, that's why you need to use the Minolta Biz Hub instead of Xerox. Yeah. You know, you know, you lost about 18 points of Star Wars cred today. I don't care. Never had any to begin with. Never said I did. You're the expert, not me. Uh, you're still a fan, though. Uh, of the movies, dude. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, eh, whatever. You just, you know, you know what your problem is? You don't read enough. Yeah, well, I don't read Star Wars enough. You don't read anything. You don't do. You, seriously, do you read fiction? Not fiction. Well, there you go. I read about sales methodologies and management strategies and things like that oh yeah that's uh yeah. yeah really exciting stuff well you know dave if you're ever ready to you know get rid of that useless crap and, and do something read something useful uh you know maybe yeah. you can maybe you can pick up uh, shadows of the empire and um maybe so and, and learn all about caesar and uh and, and leia's almost romance actually what i should do is i should get gavin to like record all her audiobooks that she's that she gets and then I can listen to those. Not a bad idea. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, dude, I understand you went to Tatooine this week. But of course, but of course. Hey, welcome to Wattles. This is Watto for Watto's Bargain Basement. And I want you to come on down to Tatooine this week for our big special sale. Tell them Java sent you and you get a free chance cube. Uh, we got the deals for you. Come on down to Watto's Bargain Basement. Uh, what do you know? Uh... There you All go. Right. What, what have you got for me today? Well, what I have is a fairly large piece of equipment that no party should be without, especially if they're doing some... CQB or perhaps some 
a raid on a starship that has very unfriendly people on it. Was like a thermal detonator or like some like like a huge gun or something. Well, you know, if you don't have a Jedi in the group and you need to get through a closed door, what could you use? Huh. Um, a lightsaber. Okay, let me repeat the question. If you don't have a Jedi and you don't have a lightsaber, oh. I would direct you to page 52 of Scum and Villainy in which you will find the Squib Battering Ram. Oh, dude, I love the Squib. Of course. The Squib, these little furry whatever rodent things. <laughs> of course. Anyway, um, they could pretty much take apart your ship very quickly, but they have a tool, and they are a tool, that they use in their work. And it's now available. As, as again, I said, Scum and Villainy, page 52, the Squib Battering Ram, 10 kilograms, 3,500 credits, and it might, Damn. you know, it, it's a little bit heavy, and it's a little bit pricey. Damn! And, <laughs> um, but it deals 5d10 of damage to anything it comes in contact with. Holy crap. All right. Except for people. You can't use it against living things. What? Sorry. But it works great. That's why it's a battering ram. It works great against doors and bulkheads. Well, can't like my Wookiee batter someone into the ground with it? If... Well, your Wookiee could batter something into the ground with his furry hands. Yeah, but they don't do 5 die 10. Of course they don't, because that would be broken, wouldn't it? God, you're killing me, Dave. Yeah, I know. The game balance. What the hell's that? Jeez. What the hell, I see? You're killing me, Smalls. Anyway, what we're talking about is... It works beautifully against those pesky doors and bulkheads. That's what it was designed to do, sir. Now, let me tell you something else that'll really make your day. Okay. Takes four power packs to operate. God. <laughs> so it's expensive. It's a pain in the ass. It's heavy. But go get one today and tell Watto that Dave sent you. I'm going to have to go do that just for five die ten. I think it'll take down a door in a couple rounds. Just for 5 die 10. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yep. Okay, so let's do this. And now, Stormtrooper Poetry. I see a flower on the ground. Purple petals do abound. Many friends she has around. The air takes up their wafted scent. I ponder what my life has meant. And reach down upon knee bent. Which was a damn good thing, because that Wookiee completely missed me with his first shot. Stormtrooper Poetry. It's always so funny that it just doesn't rhyme at the end. Oh, that's the joy of it. I, yep. I love it. I got an Thank email from Captain Theros with uh, what I think will be dating tips, but there was no attachment. So, Oh, the captain's having trouble um, with his uh, comm link. The captain is having trouble, apparently. So, What is that noise? That is actually my telephone. There's a telephone that is like in the room here and it's ringing and it's ringing okay. really long what 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 oh hey and there's a there's another someone's there's, someone's uh that's another beat because i just said uh hey uh there merkaba jedi dude or aka captain theros i didn't get it and he happens to be in the chat room and so he sent it again and we shall so listen this is
And now, it's time for Galactic Dating Tips with everyone's favorite Zeltron smuggler, Captain Theorem. The BBC would like to announce that the next scene is not considered suitable for family viewing. Greetings, party beings. It's your friend, Captain Theros, once again, coming to you straight from Zeltros in the mid-rim. We have yet another question on my calm frequency. We have a uh, certain GMC, we'll keep it uh, anonymous, and he writes, Captain, I'm married, but I'm looking to spice up my relationship. I've considered a pet monkey lizard as a gift, thought it might come off as pretentious. What can you recommend? Well, GMC, my recommendation is the same as any time you're going to get a new animal for felching. All you have to do is declaw it, defang it, and uh, make sure that it fits properly into your felching too. But I hear that you'll have no problem with that. So hopefully that helps out. If anyone else has any dating tips they'd like to know about, just send your questions to Captain Theros at the comm frequency right on the D20 radio forums under the Order 66 podcast requests. Until then, this is your good friend Captain Theros, signing off. There it goes. Thanks, Captain. I, uh, I'll take that advice to heart. You know, every man sometimes wants to get a quaking monkey lizard for his lady. <laughs> question is is it for you or is it for her oh see that's the question that men grapple with all the time here honey here's a present but it's really for me <laughs> like my wife my wife says merry christmas you know i'm gonna buy you a recliner but i'm gonna sit in it all the time so is that really a present for me no depends on how she sits in it yeah! <laughs> did you write that one yourself, did you? Yeah, that's what you deserve, telling me to shut up, Uncle. <laughs> Sorry, you were just talking over the music. I, I forgot that... I don't know uh, playing. I forgot that he uh, I forgot that he has like 30, 40 seconds of stuff you could have talked over, so sorry. Well, no, that's okay. I, I listen to what to expect from you now, buddy, friend, pal. Shut the hell up. When's our when's our next game? What? Oh, Re- hey. remind, remind me what Salura's fortitude defense is. Thirty nine. <laughs> Noted. After it. Okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh yeah, that's right. We're talking a continuation of last week's show. That's right, man. Equipment upgrades continued um, from the wretched hives of scum and villainy. Uh, we continue uh, to cover the hottest of the hotness within this tome of goodness uh, in the form of outlaw tech and the ultra amazing fantabulous equipment upgrades uh, indeed gamer nation you can now pimp out your data pad or pop some fly rims onto your vibro dagger and uh, last week we talked about the basic process of how to upgrade equipment how to remove upgrades and how to add upgrade slots uh, we also talked about universal upgrades um, upgrades that can apply to any item weapon or armor 
but this week we're going to round out the discussion with a talk about some of the upgrade options that are weapon and armor specific. So, oh yeah, good burp. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, sun-kissed burp right there, man. Oh, I love it. Ah. Ah. So, I want you all to take a sip from your sun-kissed, give yourself a good burp, and flip the pages, younglings, to page 42 of Scum and Villainy. Apparently, 37 people of the 38 we had in the chat room just left. Nice. Oh, dude. I love it when a burp wafts through the airwaves. That's brilliant. If you could, I mean, seriously, my dogs left the room. That was awesome. Dude, you know, and I, I hate to bring up War, Warcraft, but there is a boss in, a, um, in an instance in World of Warcraft. When you get to the princess, she's an ugly, ugly ogre of a orc princess. She has an area effect, uh, an area of effect attack that she lays down on you, and it's a fart. It really, that's, truly is. That's awesome. Isn't that funny? Fantastic. Yep. I think I'm going to challenge the rest of the Gamer Nation to a burp off. Oh, Lord. Not, just not on the air. <laughs> Send in your it. MP3s today, and the longest, grossest will get... No, no, no no MP3s because people can find crap online and send it in as their own. I want to have a live Skype burp off like next week or the week after. Ooh, Excellent live... holiday special. Hey, dude, do you know what? We can do that for our one-year holiday extravaganza. How much you want to bet that'll impress the hell out of Felicia? Oh, that think would be fantastic. Yeah. I'll bet she could do a good burp. I bet she could. Well, is she the one that... No, I think that's Veronica. One of them, they have two women that's typically on the instance, uh, and uh, one of them can burp like a sailor. I don't think it's Felicia, though. I didn't know sailors burped heavily. Well, they, they cuss like a sailor. <laughs> they belch like a, I don't know. Drunk? I'm not All sure. All right. Equipment upgrades. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about upgrades. Equipment upgrades. Specifically, page 42 of Scum and Villainy. Uh, now, uh, once again... I'm going to say this. There are a lot of upgrades. A lot. And as such, we will not be covering every single one. Not even close. We're going to be highlighting a few that might make you happy or may have some uses that you haven't thought of. But I said this last week and I'll say it again. I don't want any emails or forum posts. With the, you know, oh my God, ZMC. I can't believe you missed this totally broken combo. And you can upgrade this. How could you not talk about that? I don't care. Um, this is just my musings, and you can take them for what they are. Tell me I'm full of it. it it's fine. We it's fine. don't give a flying. You bet you know what that word is. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Let's talk weapons upgrades, Dave. Let's talk weapons upgrade. Z. All right. Let's talk them. 57. Page 57. <laughs> no, no, not, not, not yet. No, no, no. These upgrades apply strictly to weapons for the most part, and um, that is a very, a very important thing to note. And I want to remind everyone of one very important fact. Now, I want to make sure this is right before I spout it, because I don't want to get, you know, like uh, more nasty emails or anything like that on the, on, you know, on the forums. It's not page 57. My show notes are wrong. So I'm looking here. I want you to guys to pick up your Knights of the Old Republic campaign guide right now. And I want you to turn to the equipment and droids section. And then I want you to look for uh, these wonderful, fantastic weapons and armor accessories on page 75. What? Huh? What, what, what is that? Weapons upgrades? And, and armor upgrades? 
My God, GMC, what kind of time warp bad Star Trek plot is this? This book came out before Scum and Villainy. Yes, younglings, it did. And many of you will probably recall the incessant whining that filled the inner tubes over the fact that Watsi had published these in KOTOR, even though the core mechanic in Scum and Villainy had not even been released yet. Well, I just want to say, thank you, Wizards of the Coast. Thank you for having the consideration and forethought to look at a future product, know that it would change the way we played the game, and adjust an existing product accordingly. Thank you. That's what you for call the... visionary. Yes. Thank you for having the common sense to put KOTOR-era upgrades in the KOTOR campaign guide. Thank you for making the leap to do so, even though the core mechanic wasn't out yet, despite the childlike mewling that you knew would eschew from the mouths of the hungry masses. Thank you. Good Lord. <clears throat> I don't know why you went on a rant for that. Because it pissed me off then, and I've been waiting like four months to say something about it. You mean like four months, dude, you know? Like, totally. Eh, bite me. Ah. Blow me. Man, I'm feeling surly tonight. You feeling surly? I'm feeling surly. So hurry yeah, the hell up. Damn it. All right, well, I am. All right. Let's talk about weapons upgrades that are in the Scum and Villainy book. First and foremost, the bipod, Dave. It's kind of what you got between your legs. <laughs> oh, my God. The BBC would like to announce that the next scene is not considered suitable for family viewing. Oh, yeah, well, Eric Idle can shut the hell up. I don't care what he thinks. I want to talk about the bipod. Uh, the bipod is what we've been waiting for. Uh, your tradition, your, your traditional two-post gun mount is finally here. I do uh, have to uh, mount. I do have mount. to. Uh, I do have to brace when I mount. That's true. I've heard that about you. And the bipod is pretty freaking cool. Yes, it does take a move action to set the darn thing up. And yes, you will usually have to lie prone <laughs> to use it, which is actually a good tactic for most ranged fighters. So why am I mentioning this? Okay, one. You can brace mounted weapons with it. Hello, my friend, Mr. Heavy Repeating Blaster. Now I can brace you. I can brace you hard. Um, two, how many upgrade Whoa. slots does this take up? Uh, Dave, you want to guess how many upgrade slots? How about this takes none? Up? None. That's right. None. Beautiful. The coolest, the coolest thing you can do with this, miniaturize an e-web blaster and slap one of these on it. Pick up Burst Fire. With your gonk droid buddy following you around, you're looking at 5 die 12 at only a minus 2 penalty and a move action to set up. And that's totally worth it. It's almost broken. Almost. Yeah, Moving yeah. On, Fiddleback uh, is right. He is off his meds. He's been off his meds for about 10 days. I have been off my meds for about 10 days. So it's okay, though. It's okay, though. Do you ever notice what happens when his wife leaves the chat room? Now he's trying to impress someone. Yes. The secret's it's out. Back, it's <sighs> the secret's out. It's okay. Fiddleback. We have to stop. We can't fool around anymore. Oh my uh, gosh. Well, yeah, okay. The only thing that would make that better is if you invoked the voice of Darth Vader and ordered some Kung Pao chicken. Really? No, don't. Let's talk about the Ion Charger. Okay, we can talk about the Ion Charger. Uh, the Ion Charger, uh, also called the Ionite Edge, is the next thing I want to talk about. Um, the Ford Edge. 
<laughs> well, no, well, you can apply it to more than just a bladed weapon, so they call it a charger instead of the edge because you can apply it to lots of different stuff. Um, but it's a simple one-slot upgrade. Uh, it lets a melee weapon deal 2 die 6 of ion damage in addition to what it normally does. So the coolest thing you can do with this, um, a couple things. One, put an ion charger on a stun baton. You now have a weapon that I like to call the pacifier. And it will deal 2 die 6 of non-lethal damage to anything you hit it with, whether it be a creature, a beast, or a droid. Um, and may the force be with you if you're a creature with cybernetic enhancements, as you will be Ooh. taking 4 die 6 of non-lethal damage. That's right. Which um, you know, is pretty much a grenade hit with a baton, which is pretty freaking nasty. Smack. Um, the other thing, too, is that uh, you can do with this is um, it doesn't specify that the damage amount shifts from weapon size to weapon size. So you're going to be doing two die six no matter what. Therefore, you can put this on like a tiny melee weapon, like a dagger, and you can have basically something that's infinitely concealable, uh, being tiny and all, that is going to do two die six to a droid. And that's pretty awesome. I can see this little crackling stiletto in someone's hand. Very cool. Um, next up, uh, Dave. Yes. Is the pulse charger the pulse charger charger this is nice dude it basically it makes your shots really big like oh. fat big shots <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoa um, all right peter Norman. yeah yeah hey half the normal power pack usage um and one upgrade slot later and your gun deals an extra plus one of damage for every single die of damage that it has uh the coolest thing to do with this um, add it to a braceable autofire gun and pick up burst fire. I mean, you're looking at a straight plus five of damage when burst firing, yep. and that is worth an additional minus one to hit. Yep. I mean, that's basically another die of damage. Yep. When you get right down to it. Yep. So, to- totally worth it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> moving on, the last real, uh, I-, I guess you could say, weapon enhancement we want to talk about is the rapid recycler. Uh, um, yes. Add auto fire to a single shotgun basically so worth one upgrade slot uh it's not even funny the coolest thing to do with this there's a couple uh first and foremost be a gunslinger (laughs) with auto fire capability first of all since you're limited to pistols for your coolest abilities um you can now make your pistols auto fire uh dual wield them and you know that you're going to deal at least half damage with each hit Uh, two hits equals full damage according to my skewed math hey nice two elbows equals a knee there you go. Um, and yes, 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 having the sub-repeating blaster is less expensive, but it's auto-fire only, which is great if you want to brace, but uh, more versatility is a good thing. Um, yeah. So, um, Also, you can apply this upgrade to a holdout blaster. Wait for it. Wait for it. And then you can get the burst fire feat. Now, a holdout blaster, Dave, only has six shots, which means you actually can't physically use it to make an auto-fire attack, which consumes 10 shots. However, you can use your modified holdout blaster for burst fire. So what you now have is a tiny, easily concealable weapon that can blow 5d4 at someone when you brace it. Um, or, or not when you brace it, when you, when you burst fire it. Right. And you can do that once. <laughs> but that sounds like a pretty cool assassin's tool to me. So right. there you go. Armor upgrades, eh? Armor upgrades. Uh, Let's talk armor upgrades. Uh, These upgrades apply strictly to armor. Um, There's some really cool stuff here, so any Mando listening should pay close attention. Um, First thing you really need to take note of, and everyone's really kind of talking about it on all the intertubes, armor plast. Congrats. The only check and balance on uber weapons slash armor slash juggernaut munchkinism has now been cut in half. 
and that balance being encumbrance. Armorplast costs zero upgrade slots, and it reduces the weight of the armor by half. And that is freaking huge. Uh, the coolest thing to do with this, strap on your Armorplast Heavy Battle Armor and your miniaturized jetpack, which also now weighs half of what it used to, and reduce speed be damned. You're moving it, four, you're moving it six squares thanks to your jetpack no matter what. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, next on the list, ah. for those of you who have played Force Unleashed yes. and loved it and found Proxy to be someone you want to aspire to, The Hollow Shroud, which is fantastic. It's a new um, podcast on D20 Radio. No, not The Holocron, The Hollow Shroud. Right. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't paying which attention. Which is basically, um, I, I am who I want to be, okay? Or, or in this case, who I've programmed into my armor. You're a chameleon. Now, yeah. Now, it's, it's not foolproof, okay? Nor is it cheap or easy to find, but it's so cool. Um, and the coolest thing to do with this, uh, do you, Dave, hate the fact that your Wookiee meat shield is A, never going to be trained in stealth, and B, can't even get into the service entrance of the Admiral's Ball? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? If he's wearing armor with Hollow Shroud for two solid minutes, he can look the part, uh, at least enough to get inside. Cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, next up, the internal generator. Okay, so think for a sec, Dave, about stormtrooper armor. Okay, the white, plasticky-looking stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Think on, on the small of the back. They have this little bulge. Looks kind of like right. a battery pack. Yeah. Yeah. That is an internal generator. All right. Ten kilograms of weight and one upgrade slot, and you've got a fusion generator on your back. Okay. Coolest thing to do with this. It gives you 20 rounds of power for a heavy weapon. You can plug your miniaturized E-Web blaster directly into it after bracing with your bipod. Gonk droid be damned. Wow. So, very cool. Uh, next up on the list, Shadow Skin. <gasps> OMFG. OMFG. My favorite armor from the RCR is now a fracking upgrade. That's too sweet. And there aren't that many equipment bonuses to skill checks in the game. And a plus five to one of them. Or a plus ten, if you have the creds and contacts to get the improved version of Shadow Skin, is insane. Okay? And the coolest thing to do with this? What do you think the coolest thing to do with this is? Freak people out! Okay? <laughs> um, train in, in deception and create a diversion to hide and then just disappear. I mean, at level four, with the best Shadow Skin... And you're trained in stealth. You have skill-focused stealth. And a 16 dexterity. You're looking at a plus 25 to your stealth check. Ooh. 25. All right, you're going to be averaging a 35 check. Who can beat that? Huh? Who? Can you? I can't. No, no, no one can. And you're level four. <laughs> All right? So there, there you go. Wow. And, and the last armor upgrade I really want to talk about um, is uh -huh. weapon mounts. All right. Basically just tossing a weapon onto your armor. All right. Um, it's interesting. And, you know, the weapons are, are there and you can use them. But basically, you, you never need to draw a mounted weapon. It's always ready to use. All right. The coolest thing to do with this, concealed weapon mounts. Now, they talk about this in the rules. It's three times the cost of the normal upgrade. Uh, but it's so worth it. Um, no one knows the weapon's there. Okay, you can pull an Iron Man and have a blaster pistols built into your gauntlets. Oh, uh, why, well, yes, Stormtrooper, I'm unarmed. <laughs> uh, and, you know, hey, maybe you train in Deception and, uh, you know, catch him by surprise. You know, throw in some sneak attacks. Dastardly Strike, you're good to go. Um, or chew on this. Jedi. Jedi. Dark times. Jedi. 
always has his lightsaber at the ready. Or her. Or hers. Built into a concealed weapon mount in his armor. Can't be seen, but always there when he needs it. Can you picture like a Jedi with these two gauntlets? Just, you know, like just, you know, with two lightsabers just straight out of the front of him. That would be totally awesome. Totally. So, I like it. Yeah, how about that, man? I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Maybe not. I don't know where I that like came it. from. I like it. I have no idea where that came from. But let's let's uh, let's do this. Oh, that's just swell. That's great. Hey, that's awesome. When good games go great. Then away it goes. Oh man, we haven't had one of these in a little while. No, we haven't. And this was the second part of Darth. Darth Helmet. <laughs> His email that we just had to share. Love it. And listen, if you guys have any when good games go great stories, or we haven't had a when good games go bad in a very long time. Oh, I know yeah. you guys are having some bad gaming sessions out there, so we want to hear them and share our suggestions and our love and you know maybe help people avoid similar situations. Uh, there are links for both when good games go bad and when good games go great in the adventures section of the... Uh, uh, Star Wars Saga Edition board um, at d20radio.com slash forums. So, we want to hear them. Or you can email them to us. Of course. Jim you can do Dave. that too. Like, like, uh, like Darth Helmet did. That's right. Jim Dave at d20radio.com. Jim Chris at d20radio.com. Thank you. Excellent. Okay. Well, do you, do you want me to read this or you want to lay it on? Um, okay. I guess. Uh, all right. I'll read it. That's fine. Well, you know, I can. I don't mind. Okay, so this is from Darth Helmet, Darth Helmet, whose Schwartz is not bigger than my own. One campaign I'm running is based around a paramilitary group during the dark times. Okay, let me set the stage. The group is extremely small, self-sufficient, and one very advanced space transport called Ark Haven. Cool name for a space transport. That's pretty cool. One player controlled a noble Selkath medic and a noble Mon Calamari engineer. It's a trap! It's a trap! Another played the Scoundrels, a Duros co-pilot, very nice choice, stealth expert, and a, another Mon Cal, Scoundrel, sabotage expert. Oh, so that really is. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. How about a scoundrel that? saboteur. Yes, yes. When he says it's a trap, he means it. So he is a GM controlled the eight fourth-level soldiers that we led. Dang. And the overall leader, also a soldier. He uses, I use him as a channel for GM in-game effects. Parenthetically, of course. Oh, yeah. So, we are based on a highly advanced space transport, but we got sucked into a star destroyer via tractor beam. As we get oh. closer and closer, the group had to find a way to escape. The ship was finally drawn into the hangar bay where at least 25 stormtroopers and shock troopers waited. What happened next was absolutely epic. In a world. Oh, never mind. In a world. My soldier activated the deck gun, which was a missile launcher, by the way, and blew away a third of the enemy in the first round. That's not good. How about that? The access ramp of our ship descended and on it were eight pissed-off, well-armed soldiers. 
<laughs> that are several levels better than a stormtrooper. <laughs> yep. They cleaned up the rest of the scum that dirtied the hangar bay and began setting up barricades at all the entrances. The saboteur, after deactivating the turrets and that guarded the bay, switched their IFF codes, making them attack any stormtroopers or imperial forces. That is a feat of computer use. That is. Next, my soldier, the medic, the saboteur, and the stealth expert all left the bay in search of the tractor beam controls. Obi-Wan! Damn fool. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? Unlike in A New Hope, the tractor beam had guardrails. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the, the tractor beam was guarded by elite shock troopers that said, what was that? Just gases. No, actually, with assault rifles and heavy weaponry. A particularly well-trained jump pack captain, armed with a flamethrower, was hovering, waiting for intruders. Oof. What happened next went really fast. The sneaky sneakerton, the sneaky character, sneaked atta- sneak attacks the commander, killing him outright. <gasps> Booyah. Dropped. Have a nice day. The soldier enters with a grenade and kills two troopers. And the medic uses his support ability to aid other act- others' actions. Then every one of the PCs surrenders. What? <laughs> ah, yes. Thank you, James T. Kirk. Then the saboteur, having jammed three blasters to explode via detonite in the magazine receiver, surrenders. And the three troopers who confiscate the weapon die as they walk away. (laughs) The soldier spends a destiny point to blow away the jump pack trooper, while the saboteur dealt with the tractor beam and left some surprises for the mechanics who would be sent to fix it. Nice. Everyone regrouped at the ship, and they hyperspaced off to paradise. By the end of the adventure, each character was burnt, shot, stabbed, dead, and recovered, out of ammo, out of explosives, and damn tired. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't seem like much. In um, it didn't seem, it may not seem like much, but after thought, it was epic. Especially since our team lost not one of their NPCs. Wow, that's very impressive. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good, isn't it? That's a fun story right there. It sounds like it was a well done session, quite frankly. Uh, you know, you're you're drawn in. You, but you know, it sounds like they made the best use of what was available to them, um, and that's pretty cool. And again, it seems to be the central theme in all these stories is creative gameplay. And uh, I mean, I love I love the tactic. We surrender. We surrender. Of course, we rigged all of our guns to explode when you touch them. <laughs> it was great, man. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. Indeed. Uh, so wonderful story. Uh, it sounds like you guys have a great group. Uh, helmet. So very, very awesome. Very awesome. Thank you for sharing. That's what they call awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. God, this game. This game is just drenched with awesome sauce. Yep. I swear. Yep. I swear. Yep. It's, it's yep. delicious. Yep. So. Absolutely. Well, you know, boys and girls, a minute and twelve minutes. I mean, one hour and twelve minutes into the show, it's time for us to say goodbye, because yeah. we are just about out of time. It is. It is. Time. Is it, is, is it already time? Really? Pity that. 
Oh, I'll be having fun. That's a shame. Yep. On the tail end of the show, I have a uh, Sam Witwer moment um, that is probably not suitable for you kids, so just turn off your podcasts. And um, it, it, it is a tad adult, yes. Uh, just a little bit. I mean, it's not as bad as the first one, but um, yeah, it's still, you know. It, it's, Zarissa, it's, hey, it's, you make the call. It's also damn funny, it if is. I don't say so myself. It is very funny. It's it about eight now, minutes. Now, we'll put on as far as next week goes, uh, GM Dave, I know that I'm not going to be here on Sunday. Um, well, I'm going to be I'm going to be at family uh, celebrating the the holiday cheer. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, maybe maybe we could have another another Tuesday cast. <laughs> uh, that would be what December twenty third. Um. Yeah, I figure we could do that. Oh, uh, wait, wait, December twenty. 20- I'm sorry, I'm thinking two weeks ahead. No, I'll be here on the 21st. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So we're going, ba- we're going back to Sunday then. Okay, I'm down with that. I'm very down with that. I'm down with that too. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, of the, I'm thinking of Christmas weekend. Indeed. We'll, we'll have to figure out something there because we have to do a cast in order to stay back and stay on the uh, calendar timeline to get to episode 50 at the one-year mark. That would be important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Absolutely, man. Well, very cool. Well, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, again, if you guys have any questions for D20 Docking Bay, if you have any When Good Games Go Bad or When Good Games Go Great segments, any bumpers, any I Never Listen to the Order 66 podcast stuff, please call us, the Lusa line, 206-600-5872. Email us, gmchris at d20radio.com, gmdave at d20radio.com. Get to the forums, d20radio.com slash forum. That's right. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash gmdave. Chris refuses to set up Twitter. So. Bah! Social networking can be damned! Ha! Yeah. So says I. And with yeah. that, Gamer Nation, I wish you peace, love, and good gaming. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. www.d20radio.com This podcast and related websites are not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox, or Wizards of the Coast, and are intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at starwars.com. The official Wizards of the Coast site can be found at wizards.com. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, D20 logo, D20 system references, all named pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademark and or copyright of Lucasfilm Limited, Wizards of the Coast, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast and its related website, including graphical, textual, audio, and visual information, is the intellectual property of the Order 66 podcast. Daydreaming with GM Dave. So, the podcast is over. We've gone an hour and 15 minutes. We've got like eight minutes of Sam time. And we didn't get any complaints about last week's daydreaming. Isn't that amazing? See, see what a little format change will do for you? Just, I mean, putting the music at the end of the show before this thing and all of a sudden everybody's happy. I just think. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you know, more Fox just throws up when I'm playing music under it. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. 
Donovan says the music is quite relaxing, but Merkaba says it makes him stoned. Oh, wow. So, that's kind of creepy. You know, whatever. Zappy's wanting to complain, so that's fine. Kiss my little butt. Dave. Yes. Your butt's not little. Hey, it's getting smaller by the day. Yeah, but it's never going to be little. Ah, who cares? Who cares? You know, eh, that's just good, the way it good, is. good point. All right, so I discovered the miracle of Facebook, which is really, really just disconcerting. Dude, you're... Man, I lost faith in humanity. Facebook... Oh, God. I, I'm sorry. I have a real problem with the whole social networking BS. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at resumes, and people are putting their Facebook on their resumes. I'm like... Are, are you are you serious seriously seriously hey you know i mean hey anything goes when it comes to that stuff man if you're going to be stupid enough to put your facebook page on a resume and then they don't hire you because you because you put a top 10 list of why you hate your employer <laughs> i mean seriously you know anyway no facebook actually here let me let me let me just go ahead and and talk about facebook insofar as that it has actually put me in touch with a half dozen or so people from high school that I literally hadn't talked to in 20 years. And, you know, some of us went and had dinner the other night, and it was just really fun, you know? I mean, used for proper purposes, I suppose. Okay, okay. You know, there's really not there's really not a big, you know, terrible thing about it, you know? I mean, yeah, whatever. So anyway, yeah, I'm in touch with all these people that I haven't seen in forever, including by far the hottest girl that I ever went out with in college and high school. Track me down. I showed I showed uh, my wife her picture just to say, hey, this was the best of the best in high school. Did she flip out? Not really. I mean, she didn't care at this point. I mean, the past is past, but yep, yep, yep. Fair enough. So anyway, but yeah, got lots of friends all of a sudden now. And then, you know, half of our company is on Facebook too. Oh, that's good. So Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That's true. No, she did not turn into a wildebeest. She is still at, uh, at what? What is she? What would she be now? 36 years old? Hot. Still. My gosh. Oh, I missed the boat on that one. <laughs> but hey, a buddy of mine married her, which was good. Yes, you know. So if you're out there, Dave... You're a lucky SOB. But, of course, they don't listen to the podcast, so who cares? Who cares? We don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Nobody you know, cares. It's one of the hot wildebeest action. No, Darth Bane, you suck. You're about to get booted. Oh. 97. What the heck is 97, Zerts? Explain yourself. Anyway. Yeah, so that was, that was my Facebook experience, and um, so far, anyway, you know. I found some of my cousins on Facebook that I hardly ever talked to, and now I talk to them more through Facebook than anything else. Yeah, my wife does Facebook. You know, she's got TG's got her own stuff out there, and she just loves Facebook. I'm just like, I don't know. It's just at this point, it's a moral imperative for me. You know, um, it's it's just you know, it's a fad. It's like color TV or the internet; it'll never catch on. Yeah, it's a fad. Yep. You know what I should do? I should pull that picture off of Facebook and put it up. On the forum. You think that would be an invasion of privacy? Probably. I bet it would. Never tell me the odds, he says. Never tell me the odds. Now, if you were to link to the picture, that would be less so. That would be less so? Yes. Yeah. Whatever. 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 Okay, so what else? 
what else? I don't know. It's your daydreaming, dude. I kind of had my rant for the day. I've talked about my peppermint peeps and my love of uh, sun-kissed burps, and um, we've already, uh, you know, had dog time. Uh, you never other, did. That, you, other than that, I'm just waiting for Sam Whitwer, man. This is freaking hilarious. Sam Whitwer. You've already heard this thing, you know? It's been, like, since he first sent it to us, though. I know. Yeah. And no, MySpace sucks. I, I you know, I, eh. I tried the MySpace thing a little while ago. I just, I don't, I don't see what the deal is with MySpace. Well, it's, what's the deal with Facebook? What's the difference? Well, it, uh, Facebook seems to have networks that put you together based on, you know, where you went to high school, blah, 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 you know? I, it, it, it makes more sense to me from a design perspective, I guess, from the IT, you know, system design solution pattern expert that I am. Actually, I'm not a solution pattern expert in the least. But I, you know, what do we do? You know, we consult with really high-end banks to tell them what they need to do for their employees, right? And how to make things easier and quicker and faster. Facebook is easier and quicker and faster to get a hold of people and find people and whatnot. MySpace is just kind of a, hey, look at me. I'm a pimply 15-year-old and I got some music up here. <laughs> and I'm stupid. Tell us how you really feel. That's, I mean, uh, it, it seems like to me Facebook is for the adults. MySpace is for the kids. All right? That's the kids' table. I think that's a fair assessment. Okay. Oh, we'll say there's some damn hot chicks on MySpace. Of course. There's, well, I mean, there's some hot chicks everywhere. But, you know, and I don't want to degrade the women. I'm not talking bad about women. Please, God, don't send me any more emails. Yes. I think I'm the one who's going to get the emails for that one. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Women are beautiful creatures, and I do like to look. <laughs> from time to time. Maybe. Gets you in trouble. It does, it does, it does. Especially when you get busted. Yeah, you need to learn the art of peripheral uh, glimpsing. Right. Well, and that, that's by your wife. I mean, unless unless all of a sudden somebody, like, in a meeting, you know, at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon today would look up and just see you gazing at her, creeping her out, then that would well, be... That's your own problem you got to deal with there. That is my own problem. You know, I'm not saying it happened. It didn't, obviously, because I didn't have anything going on at 3.30 today. But, oh, hey, the music ran out. Yeah, that kind of means that you probably rambled on for too long. Well, it's only a seven-minute bed, dude. <laughs> it's Drink. Only, uh, drink again, by golly. Okay, there it went. Ah, there you go. So you agree. We'll put the music back in there. But anyway, dang it. Dang it, man. You know, we, we went through... We. Uh, I just don't understand. When it's time for daydreaming, we just screw everything up. Okay, I, 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 have, I have a daydream. All right, those of you who are in the chat room can see this. Um, okay, do, do you do you know what these are? These 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 clog thingies, these absolutely hideous shoes molded out of one giant piece of piece of foam plastic that all the kids are wearing. They're Crocs. Yeah, Crocs. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're furry Crocs. These are yeah, these are furry Crocs. Um, these things are hideous. They're absolutely hideous. They're the ugliest damn things I've ever seen in my entire life. But I can't believe a human being would wear them. They are so freaking comfortable. Yes. My wife made me put on a pair and walk around with them. And I mean, really, I've never worn shoes that are this supportive and this comfortable. And they're so goddamn hideous. Yeah, I know. Isn't that hilarious? <sighs> and they're kind of expensive for those little padded things too yeah for the piece of plastic give me a break i know we got these on sale though they're cool 
hey, man, that's their profit margin just popping up right there. Boom. Yes. Gosh. But, you know, I'm seriously, I'm like, I'm wearing these to Gen Con next year. I mean, these are the shoes to walk around in and stand in. I kid you not. Yeah, put a Nike swoosh on them and roll your deception check. And then maybe you'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm game with that. Um, I'm, I'm game with that. A little bit of deception, maybe maybe a stealth check. Oh yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. I can disguise. Yeah, maybe a little bit, a little bit of black spray paint. I can disguise them as some Doc Martens. Yep. <laughs> hey, okay, chat room. To all uh, fifty-two of you in there now. I want to. Um, we need play testers, don't we? Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still not comfortable with the final rules. Yeah. But I guess that's why we have play testing. We we think that we think that between the two of us, with a couple of uh, really hard uh, working lunch sessions um, on a, in a whiteboard at our disposal, we think we came up with a very simple yet fun dice game, and we need play testers. What do we what do we decide we were going to call it? Goocher. 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 Yes, um, <clears throat> which is which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> Fiddleback's like, ooh, what version of Zilch is it? <laughs> no, 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 it actually doesn't use uh, six-sided dice. Well, it does use six-sided dice. It does six use six-sided dice. dice. It uses chance num- cubes. Yeah, it uses chance cubes. We're not going to call them chance cubes because that would be, you know, very large copyright infringement. Very much. Um, but basically, uh, a, a, a six-sided cube where three of the sides are one color and three of the sides are another color, and right. um, it's—I I, I don't know, man. I guess it's like a a party game that's a combination between quarters and CLR and um, yeah, liars dice a little bit, and yeah, it's—I like it. Yep. Yeah, anyway, so, yeah, we need to hammer out the final nitty-gritty rules of what happens when a Goocher comes up, especially, yeah. but, um, you know. Great drinking game, Darth Bane. Yes, it is a great d- drinking game. LCR is not a game. It, you know, for the guys, it's not that big a game, but the women, dude. I mean, there are, like, groups big. that play this game at my wife's work. Yeah, they play for quarters, man. Make some money. Yeah, I mean, you make a mint. You can play for dollars. I mean, heck, there's no, you know, like in South Lake, they, they put hundreds on the table, play instead of quarters, $100 bills. Okay. That's, you know, wow. That's, Creepy. That's what they do over there in that South Lake. They got more money than they know what to do with. One of the fastest growing cities in the country. Oh, well. Well, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? But anyway, yeah, um, no, not mint-flavored dollars. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we I don't know exactly how we can do this um, because we kind of need in in person stuff. You know, we can't really do this over the internet. It's hard. Let's yeah, think. I don't know what we'll do, but anyway, we'll figure it yeah. out. It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So I don't know. I I, I like it. I like it. It's it, it's good. It's a good. It's it's a good. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. Well, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I've talked about my Crocs and uh, my peeps and my son kissed. Um, yeah, no, I'm 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 green. All right, man. I'm solid. I saw I am Legend 
finally. Finally? Dude, that's a it's yeah. a it's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty cool little movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I can't wait for what is it, eight eight minutes or seven seconds or seven days or seven minutes or seven pounds. Seven pounds. There you go. Seven lira. Seven pounds I can't wait for. I want to go see yeah. that on Friday. It'll be interesting. Yeah. To say the least. It's another Will Smith movie, obviously, but you know. Yeah. Sounds uh, cool. I mean, yeah, they're keeping the plot kind of a secret, so there's all this ooh, ooh, dubba, dubba, dubba. Oh, and um, Merkaba Jedi is asking how the Dune rules are coming. Well, they're coming okay. Okay, so uh, when, when Chris makes fun of me for all the sh- for all the stuff I got in my closet, <laughs> yeah, you know, with the scuba gear and the hey, 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 hey. ham okay. radio. Here's, 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 here, here's the difference, big guy. Here, here's, here's the difference. The photography I- stuff. Well, I, his closet I, I have, is really a desk with half-finished projects everywhere. Yeah, but but that, okay. One, my projects don't cost insane amounts of money, and and two, and this is very 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 important. I have not yet given up on my projects. I'm still very dutifully telling everyone that I'm working on them, and that's a that's a big deal. Really? Okay. All right. Well, I'm still a ham radio operator, even though I haven't actually used a ham radio in. Probably a good year. Well, are you are you licensed? Of course. My license runs out in 2010, and I'll have to renew it. Oh. Well, that's good. Okay. So if, if the world blows up, I know you, you'll be... I, I know to go to to communicate with people. Yes. Okay. Yes, you'll, you'll hear. This is N5DAV calling from Lawrence, Kansas. Is anybody there? <laughs> is anyone out there? Yeah. Hey, look at but that. No, no, N7AEC. No, He's not. Oh, 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 oh! See, yep. look at that. Here we go. Fiddlebacks, fiddlebacks, dad. Yeah. Here we go hey. with all the call signs. There you go. There you go. Yep. Everyone's. Yeah. It's it's like that. You know, you missed earlier. Fiddleback was saying, you know, next on Game On, uh, we trash GMC and GMD's game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all about that. Dude, what that really would be want, really what cool. What I really want Game On to talk about is Star Wars games, and I'm not talking about like Star Wars. Uh, like themed games, like you know, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit or crap like that. Like the actual games found within the Star Wars universe, like Sabak and uh, Dajaric and um, you know Pazak and stuff like that. I, I, Dave and I, we we played a rudimentary version of Dajaric at lunch today, did we not? We did. While we were coming up with this whole uh, finishing up the uh, the rules for Goocher. We did. And these are rules I found online, and I don't know if I like them too terribly well. There's a few different rules out there, so we'll try some others. But um, uh, there's good rules out there for Savak, man. I really want to play that. And um, I found a uh, Enterprising Soul has created a good Pazak deck that can be printed off. Ah. And you can play Pazak, which is really nice. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it that's, would be pretty cool. That's it's pretty- also, as also as Donovan says in the uh, in the chat room, that would also be a wonderful reason to have me as a co-host on the show. Oh Fiddle. yeah, you just looking to ham it up, baby, ham it up. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, by the way, the guy that I called out on the show last week about having a name that would never get him elected to president was that Staker. Yeah. It was Staker. Yeah. Yeah, it was Staker. He sent me an email and signed it. The guy who will never be president. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Very nice. He he uh, he said it took him a couple of days, but and this I want some I want so bad to have somebody make this into our theme song. That he got his fix of order sixty six, although it was two days late. When he got his fix of or on order sixty six. He got his fix of order sixty six. That makes no sense. He got his fix of order sixty six. Or on. I don't. Whatever. I don't. Okay. I don't care. It's one freaking letter. Okay. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe some enterprising soul could uh, make that up for us. Got my fix on Order 66. Yep. You know? Well, you could say, no, I got my fix of Order 66. Like, like I need my fix of Order 66 podcast. Yeah. yeah. And I really don't know which one, you know. <laughs> somebody told somebody to go to rehab in the chat room, and the other guy said, rehab is for quitters. Darn right. You got a t-shirt with that on it. That's pretty good. I like it. That might no, be a but, good name listen, for this cast. Listen, what, what, say whatever you want, okay? You know, people go to rehab, you know, for whatever. You know, quitting drinking is easy, all right? Anyone can do it. I mean, ask me. I've done it many times, right? And it's it's not that hard, yeah, you know. You Sometimes know, you, can, you I just mean, pass out. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done it so many times I've lost count. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it is. All right, so it's time to solicit podcast titles from the chat room oh yeah that's a good that's a good what, what, what do you guys think we should call this this cast i'm not sure zarissa is in the chat room wow how awesome hey, is that that is so cool there's a girl in the chat room i'm so happy i am so happy strider strider's in the chat room he says rehab totally saved his life dude that's if he's awesome. if he's being serious that is fantastic Dude, I don't mean to, I don't mean to diss on rehab. Seriously, I've, I've had I've had family that have been in the very same predicaments, and uh, it's a it's 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 a it's a good thing. So here we it's go. A- Look at this. Tech yourself before you wreck yourself, which I've seen before. The bipod of wonder. <laughs> the bipod of wonder. Oh. And then Zappy said something that was censored. My bipod. Uh, Dave's big bipod. There you go. Ah uh, yes. Nah. Oh yeah, a girl in the chat room. Helen. I don't know. Dave's bipod of lordly might. <laughs> oh dear. I like the bipod of wonder better. The bipod of wonder. Yeah, that's that's good too. I like I like the bipod of wonder. That was one of the first ones that came in from Outlaw Nine Zero, who's been in the chat room apparently for nine days waiting for the show. Apparently, I want that, 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 that wins it right there. The bipod of wonder. I'm oh, Strider says GMD's bipod of holy smiting. Mm. No, I like bipod of wonder. Bipod of wonder. Yeah, I'm going with that definitely. I'm going to write it up right now. Absolutely. Bipod of wonder. Bipod of wonder. And once again, the Gamer Nation names another show. Hey, that's going to be our bit. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. It is cool. All right, so you guys go and listen to Game On and listen to, meanwhile, the Super Gaming Podcast. Very cool. And continue waiting for the reemergence of of Radio Free Hamlet and the initial installment of Minnie's Mayhem, which at this rate I believe will debut sometime before TJ gets back in 2012. 
Anyway. Oh, sorry. That was so inside that that was terribly inside the chat room. No one's going to have any idea what the hell I was saying. No, no one is. I have a very good friend who's being sent to another city for business. And I've told her on many occasions that she'll be back in 2012. And she hit me <laughs> because that's four years away. But I think yes, uh, we we it is we can we can do the math yeah yeah it is it's well you know three plus like three weeks anyway anyway the music's over so I guess it's time to end the podcast but before that I will tell you to keep those dice rolling and I'll stick tell you, around stick around for Sam also we have eight minutes of Sam Whitware goodness that will kick off with this. The BBC would like to announce that the next scene is not considered suitable for family viewing. Welcome, young Skywalker. I have been expecting you. You no longer need those. Guards, leave us. I'm looking forward to completing your training. In time, you will call me Master. You're gravely mistaken. You won't convert me as you did my father. Oh no, my young Jedi. You will find that it is you who are mistaken about a great many things. His lightsaber. Ah, yes. A Jedi's weapon. Much like your father's. By now you must know your father can never be turned from a dark side. So will it be with you. You're wrong. Soon I'll be dead. And you with me. <laughs> Perhaps you refer to the imminent attack of your rebel fleet. Yes, I assure you, we are quite safe from your friends here. Your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your friends is yours. It is pointless to resist, my son. Everything that has transpired has done so according to my design. Your friends up there on the sanctuary moon are walking into a trap, as is your rebel fleet. It was I who allowed the... the Lord Vader. Um, uh, did, you, did you fart? No, my master. Um, young Skywalker, did, did you... Yes, yes, I farted. No, wait. I sense... It, I just fart. No, I sense... Oh my god, you shat yourself. I... I did not shit myself. Yes, yes you did, I sense it. I sense it also, my master. Oh, oh my god, you shat yourself. What was it? Was it the... Your friends are walking into a trap because I intended that to... To scare you, but I, I didn't mean for you to... To... It, I didn't shit myself. Yes, you did, and it smells awful. Well... I don't know what to say. I 
where was I? I... Everything that has strength. It was you who It allowed. was I. Thank you. It was I who allowed the Alliance to know the location of the shield generator. It is quite safe from your pitiful little band. An entire legion of my best troops await them. Oh, I'm afraid the deflector sh- I can't believe you shot yourself. You don't even know that. You want this, don't you? The hate is swelling in you now. Take your weapon. I am unarmed. Strike me down with all of your hatred and your journey towards the bathroom to get some toilet paper to clean off your ass will be complete. I won't. It is pointless to resist, my son. This is how he got me. Yes, it's true. Your father had his own problems keeping his shit to himself. Wait, that wasn't what I meant. What I meant was that you taunt me. No, Lord Vader. You too have this problem. No. When you turn to the dark side, you... No, it's... No, Lord Vader, the same happened to you. I... Okay, if it happened, it's because I was on the shores of Musafar with no legs and no arms, and you tell me how you keep your uh, bowels from releasing when you're in that much pain. You tell me. Okay, but I don't remember that. Well, it happened. Well, I don't believe you. Well, I'm telling the truth. Oh, yeah, and like you told me the truth about me killing my wife. Huh, douche? All right, okay, let's talk about this later. Uh, you're Skywalker. Your feeble skills are no match for the power of a f- fully armed and operational bowel system. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Shut, shut up. Shut up. That's not... That's not cool. Are you scared, young Skywalker? I'm not scared. Yes, you're scared. I scared the shit out of you, didn't I? Mr. Mr. Shitfingers. Mr. Mr. Chocolate Popsicle Pop with Chocolate Sauce. Mr. Hershey Factory. Do you like it when I call you this young Skywalker? Why why are you saying these things? Now, do you see what I put up with? By the way, Mr. Shitfingers doesn't really make any sense. No, poop is funny, Lord Vader. Just let it go. It's funny. Just like balls are funny. Balls are funny, young Skywalker. You're, I don't know what you're trying to oh, say. young Skywalker. Balls are funny. I... Now you... I don't even know Soon, what Soon, young Skywalker, you will gobble the balls of the dark side. don't think that's funny at all. Yes, well, you wouldn't. You have shit in your pants. Not a lot of things are funny when you have a dump in the back of your pants. You have no idea how bad it is over here, my master. Oh, Lord Vader, that must smell terrible. You, you should hold your breath. You know damn well that I can't. Yes. What with this breath mask and all, with... You know, I really don't have any choice but to breathe in a lung full of ass. Like... Every... right there. And right there. And right there. It's... (laughs) This world is bullshit. You... you're... 
I, I, I will not fight. You will fight, you will become my apprentice, and you shall be known as Darth... Poopy Pants. Mr. Fartbags. Mr. Brown Cheeks. Yes. Do you like that, Skywalker? I, I, I don't. Is it making you angry? No. Oh, yes. I can feel the hatred building in your bowels, young Skywalker. Only your feces can destroy him. Mr. Nimble Feces. Yes. Mr. Sneaky Poops. Mr. No. Bot Goblins. Give in to your no. anger. No. Are you going to cry? No. Cry. Are you going to cry, no. young Skywalker? Cry. Are you going to cry, young Crywalker? Ah, tell me that just wasn't great stuff. This that is my cool. ranker. I call him Stinky. <laughs> oh, good night, Gamer Nation. Stinky the Rancor. And right there. And right there. That's pretty good. All things considered, you know, that was really good. Sam is just flat talented, and, you know, that's why he's an yeah, actor, yeah, and we are not. And he's got, <laughs> I mean... The guy that I am just most in awe of is his friend. His friend, the movie phone guy. Well, you know, we, we all are. We, you know, we just got to bow in the presence of greatness. I know, but I mean, wouldn't you just love picking up the phone? Hello! Why, hello, sir. If you'd like to talk about your problems, press, press on. on. You know, I mean, that's just great. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you. You know. All we need now is for him to say that he knows, like, uh, the guys that do the Sonic commercial. The Sonic commercial? Yeah, you know, the guys that are sitting there, the, those two goofy guys that do the Sonic commercial, you know, talking about uh, how uh, yeah, yeah. he's looking at his, he's like, he's looking at, like, the big sandwich. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it looks good, but. I'm kind of intimidated by it. Yeah, it's just so big. You gonna what? You gonna, gonna let your hunger beat you? You gonna be a man? Yes. See, that's what I'm talking about, right there. See, commercials, commercials, the good commercials you remember, the bad commercials you remember, the effective commercials you remember, mm. the ineffective commercials, Too many of those. the ineffective commercials you don't remember. See, that's the way it is. That's the way of the right. new world, and in in uh, in this. In this economy, here in these the odds, you need to maximize your your spend. Your marketing spend needs to be maximized to the fullest potential to be able to realize the return on investment. The, we're talking ROI, boys and girls. Okay, and if you can't maximize that on CBS or Fox or wherever the hell the Super Bowl is this year, you better have a pretty good commercial. I better remember it because we're going to be reviewing commercials, boys and girls, during daydreaming on the February 7th podcast because that's after the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. yeah. Sir Alec Guinness. Wow. That'd be pretty good, actually. Yeah. Considering he's, like, you know... Dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We would call him 
Darth circled the drain. That's awful. I'm going to get off this microphone because dinner awaits me. Ah, uh, dinner awaits. Well, you know, my lovely like wife brought me dinner. If, wolf down soup during the podcast. Those of you astute observers saw me wolfing down soup during the podcast. It was a beautiful concoction of broccoli cheese soup from Jason's Deli. So, oh. you know, as we have product placements within the Order 66 podcast that I obviously don't get paid for. So the question then begs itself, why waste the airtime promoting a company? I, you know, I don't know. Because I, I, because I waste airtime denigrating those, such as Taco Cabana and Hooters. Yeah, we've, we've been there. Yes, of course. Been there, done that. So anyway, yeah, exactly. Donovan asks, you ate the last peep, so what exactly do you expect for dinner? Oh, I ate the last. Yeah, I ate the last peep. Um, so sounds uh, like you're gonna get like a half a can of Pringles for dinner, pal. I don't know. She just came in here and looked at me and went, "Dinner's ready," and then she left. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Good luck with that. Hope you get off the couch sometime soon. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got news. What? Um, <clears throat> GM Chance, uh, uh, Chris Bradshaw. Um, who anyone who is an uh, RPGA alum and has played uh, Living Force knows exactly who that is. Um, one of my fellow judges at Gen Con is going to be in town, dude, tomorrow night. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Dude, I've actually orchestrated a small game. We're going to have a one-shot, so very, very excited. Hey, that's awesome. So shout out to GM Chance. Wood, wood. Yeah. Yeah. And as we move forward to episode 50, I wish you a fond farewell to all of you in the Gamer Nation. Good night, you princes of podcasting, and you kings of Star Wars. Good night, and good luck.